Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Mark Gray. He's the chairman and MD of Allegiance Cull, SX Listed. Uh, they have assets in Canada and also Colorado down in the US. And that's the asset we talk about today. They've just uh, raised 25 million bucks of equity, having chosen to um, reject a uh, debt term sheet. Uh, we talked to them about when they're going to get into production. Apparently, uh, they're going to be cutting coal in April, uh, getting it on a train in May and delivering it to port and getting paid in June. So lots going on. They're hitting the targets that they said. We talked a little bit about market uh, conditions. And here's an idea for you. Would you consider Met Coal as a critical mineral? We discussed that. Uh, and if you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on the conversations, topics discussed, and the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, including critical minerals. Uh, we've got training courses to help you with your diligence process. We've done summaries of all the interviews that we've done to help you with your research uh, and save you some time because we know you're busy. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other, a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse, you can join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. I know you'll like it. Mark, how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you, Matt. Good to, good to have you uh, on our little humble show again. We're going to talk about coal. It infuriates some and excites others in equal measure. <laughs> How have you been? It's been, been about six, eight weeks or so. All good? Hectic, very hectic period. Um, um, yeah, yeah. obviously um, raising startup capital, getting the mine ready for production, uh, refurbishing equipment, um, you know, organizing uh, logistics, port arrangements, rail uh, arrangements, and obviously the client who buys the coal. So, yeah, very hectic, very demanding, but uh, very exciting. Good, 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 good. So you're you're still in Canada, but we are going to today focus on New Elk, the US asset, because you've been raising some money, and I want to talk to you about why you've done it like you have. But before we do, can you give people a one-minute overview of your business you know, for those new to the story, and I'll pick it up from there. Absolutely. Um, Allegiance Coal um, is an ASX-listed company focused on developing uh, metallurgical coal assets in uh, Canada and North America. Uh, one project in uh, British Columbia on the uh, western side, uh, which is a Greenfields project currently going through the permitting phase. And then, of course, last year we completed the acquisition of uh, the New Elk Coking Coal Mine in southeast Colorado. And uh, we are uh, very much focused on returning that asset into production over the coming weeks. Yeah, well, that, that, there's the thing. You, you told me May, June, when we spoke last, uh, you'll be in production, cash flowing, which always is an exciting uh, moment. Um, but you were talking to me about timesheets, debt, uh, as a way of funding it back then, but back then, six weeks ago. Um, you chose not to go down that route. All changes, thank you. Yeah, yeah things, things change. So why have you not, why have you chosen to go down the equity route? So um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's well uh, publicized in our ASX announcements that we had a $25 million uh, debt term sheet from a New York debt fund. Uh, that fund was uh, undertaking due diligence. I was nearing the completion of the due diligence, actually. 
in my capital structure, I always had a shortfall between uh, the amount of debt I wanted. I didn't want to borrow the full 25 million. I had 15 million in, in, my, in my mind, you know, as far as gearing the balance sheet is concerned. Uh, and so I always had a small uh, shortfall, which I needed to fund by way of equity. Um, uh, so as the debt process need, need completion, uh, in fact, as, as, we, as we spoke last time, uh, though it wasn't um, public information, so I couldn't go into that much detail, um, I uh, asked my brokers to reach out to institutional investors to see what uh, interest we could get, you know, by way of an equity placement. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we went out looking for 10. Um, we had, uh, we got uh, 15 uh, Aussie. Uh, and and a week later, after we, we completed that placement, uh, a European uh, equity, uh, European fund manager reached out to us as well and said, we'd like to be involved and raise another 10. So all up, we raised 25 million. We went to we went for 10 and we raised 25. Um, so we, we had fantastic support from the equity markets, obviously more shares on issue, uh, but, you know, um, you know, being equity funded, uh, to to start up a mine uh, gave gave myself and the board a lot of comfort. So we didn't need the debt. Okay, a lot of comfort means what? Well. I'm I'm just intrigued, and I also want to help educate people as to why companies make certain decisions. Because obviously, debt is less less dilutive, but debt bring come you know comes comes uh, issues. But you're going to be cash flowing, so me you know I, I just want to understand why. It gave you and the board comfort to go down the equity route precisely. If you don't mind sharing that, so typically, I think when you know when you're starting up a mine, um, <clears throat> to to go 100% equity is uh, is always too dilutive um, because you, you are typically building a mine. So you know normally you know you're looking at a two three hundred million dollar capex exercise. So there's always got to be an element of debt in your uh, in your capital structure, right? Um, <clears throat> we are fortunate in that we acquired an asset that is already built. Uh, so there is something in the order of $200 million worth of capital expenditure in the ground. Um, <clears throat> so our startup capital, uh, I think as I discussed last time, uh, was about $10 million going into refurbishing equipment and... Um, uh, refurbishing the mine, the wash plant, uh, um, and the balance was working capital. So I only needed you know, something in the order of um, um, about 20 you know, to 25 million uh, of Australian dollars. And um, uh, in the overall scheme of things, that's not a lot when it comes to equity funding. Uh, so, so we, you know, we 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 chose uh, to take that route, given that the interest and the money was available, uh, rather than um, you know, drawing down debt. Uh, and that, you know, for me as the CEO of the company and, and for my directors, it gives us comfort. You know, I don't have a project financier leaning over me and leaning over the board. I'm not bound by any banking covenants, uh, and I can just focus on the business. Right, so no external pressure. Even though you expect to be cash flowing, it's the kind of what-if scenario. You didn't want to be put in a position 
of difficulty. Okay, okay, I, I, I get that. But the the startup stage is critical. It's absolutely fundamentally critical to it. It sets the tone, not just the business, but in the market, the expectation of you. You know, if you if you get this wrong, it, you know. That's that's you branded and labeled for a long time, right? So, the do you think that the market has or will? Because I know you've still you've still got to kind of cl- close the last ten down or get approvals for the last ten. Has it reacted positively to that route, or do you, are they worried about dilution? Uh, no, uh, no. As far as the dilution is concerned, uh, it's a you know, strongly held view amongst my shareholder base that taking a conservative approach to start up uh, the uh, your first producing asset uh, is uh, is a wise thing to do and uh, they're totally supportive um, when this when interest came in for the for the second component the 10 million you know I reached out to some of those institutional investors who came in when we did the, the first 15 and uh, they didn't hesitate to suggest to me that suggest to me that you should take that extra money Okay, so talk to me about the market at the moment because it's a funny old time. You've got China paying twice the price it, it probably should be because it's it's having a little bun fight with with the Aussies, and you know the, the, I think that I know you say it's settling down again. That's what you said to me last time. You know that it's it's um, the pl- the players are known, the games are known. Uh, it, it's all good, but I, I'm wondering why you were even considering, given what you just told me, a debt component versus just asking the market, can you fund me, please? Do you know, what, what's changed? What, what's moved? What's evolved? What do we need to know? Yeah, really nothing's changed from from our company's perspective, from our mine, not mine's perspective. Um, if you're a Canadian uh, producer of coking coal um, or uh, a US producer of coking coal, uh, you know, the demand for your product uh, remains uh, strong at you know, prices um, you know, equal to uh, China CFR. So, we, we, you know, US Canadian producers are getting you know, value for their product. It's just the Australian mines, which uh, uh, remain severely discounted against um, uh, China, you know, CFR prices. But, and if it was, something must have changed because you weren't considering equity before. Sorry to labor the point. I'm just fascinated by the decision making process of companies, you know, in this case, you. Um, why wasn't why weren't you going out and hunting down equity before? Why were you, you know, why you got a term sheet which was a debt term sheet on the table? Why was that sort of last minute switcher switcheroo there? Well, we didn't anticipate the level of equity interest. Simple as that, and we were overwhelmed by uh, by interest, and um, uh, we accepted it. Okay. Okay, I'll leave it. I don't want to be a dog with a bone here, but I'm just, I'm just again, I'm trying to understand if there's something that we as investors need to understand about changing landscape on the macro front, uh, or if it's just an internal decision by you guys to, to move from, to another solution. Sounds like the latter. Um, okay, so are we still hitting May, June uh, timelines for production, cash flow? We will um, we'll start cutting coal. Um, the week of um, 19 April, week commencing 19 April, uh, we'll be loading our first train uh, probably the second week in May. 
uh, and we should have around about 80,000 tonnes landed at the port in New Orleans by the first, second week of, um, of June. Okay. So we're targeting uh, early mid-June for our first shipment. When did you get paid? Uh, I have um, uh, an, an off-take financing arrangement with my sales and marketing agent. Uh, so my agent will pay, uh, pay our company for the coal when it's landed at the port. Okay, there you go. From that, that facility is of enormous value to me. It brings forward uh, my cash flow by several weeks. And then, my, of course, my sales and marketing agent will, uh, will then you know, um, uh, recover payment from the steel mill uh, itself. And that, you know, the, the sales and marketing, uh, the commodity trading firms have excellent relationships with the steel mills. They know the steel mills intimately. They're, they're comfortable to take the credit risk with the steel mills. They understand their payment terms. So it's, you know, it's one area of the cycle I just don't have to worry about. I get paid when I put the goal on the ground at the port. Fantastic. Okay. Is that, um, I know we're talking about, well, I think you were talking about 1.5 million tonnes per annum, per annum uh, annualised, uh, you know, from, from June onwards. Um, is that offtake 100% or have you got options to, you know, go, go to the equivalent of spot? Yeah, so we will start with spot in the spot market with spot cargoes. Um, we we are still yet to undertake uh, drum samples and uh, in some cases possibly trial shipments with the steel mills. Um, you know, we made a decision uh, to start the mine up in the spot market. We could have delayed our startup and gone through the repose process of mining coal to recover coal for for samples. Uh, given the the, the liquidity uh, uh, of the MEC coal market. Um, you know, it's a 320 million ton you know, seaborne market. Given its liquidity, uh, we decided to just get the mine into production. Uh, there are steel mills who buy, will buy our product without uh, drum, drum samples or trial shipments. So we'll initially start with the spot market. During that time, we will do sampling with uh, uh, selected steel mills, people who we want a long-term relationship with. And then we'll prepare ourselves for uh, the um, uh, for steel mill procurement for next calendar year. So the steel mills uh, in the last quarter of every year uh, will line up their supply for the for the coming calendar year. So October November is when we'll lock in uh, supply arrangements uh, for next year. So the timing's good. Um, you know, if we start in June with our first shipment, we can get about three shipments away uh, before we sit down and you know have serious conversations with with selected steamers for calendar year 22 right okay so 92 million market cap Aussie today share price let's say moving sideways you had a really nice bump from I, I think the when, when our club members got early access to it, I think there's a few people dipping in there you went up to 11 cents at one point. Um, so, but it's, it's moving sideways at the moment. So people aren't there yet. Do you, what, do you, what do you think the moment's going to be when you actually start cutting coal, when you actually land at port, uh, or you actually start doing you know, additional contracts in market? Obviously, I can't predict <laughs> the share market performs. Um, I can only focus on, on my business, uh, which is you know, getting, getting coal to the port at the price that... Uh, you know, at, at the cost uh, that uh, we believe it should, 
and selling it um, on the market, uh, you know, in the current uh, uh, pricing environment. And, and, and if I do that, then uh, we're able to generate a strong uh, EBITDA earnings. And, um, uh, and then, you know, hopefully the market can reflect on what our margin looks like. Uh, and uh, sit down and do their multiple valuations on us and, um, you know, make an informed decision. I noticed you haven't got yourself an IR company yet. What, what do you think that the perception of the market is that coal is still a dirty mineral? We've, we, we've done a series in our club about unloved, unloved commodities, unloved investments. Coal's one of them, right? Tell you now, right now. It's, it's very emotive topic are you finding it hard to find people to come and work with you people i want to work with yes there are plenty of ir companies out there um and you know i have been approached by many um but i just haven't been convinced by the value that they really bring and um uh, some of the people who i observe in this sector you know working with companies um reaching out to them, uh, you know, I have, quite frankly, they're all in love with battery minerals and it's hard to drag them away and get them back into dirty old coal. <laughs> but, um, you know, I continue to perform that function myself. Um, my shareholders like it because they have a direct relationship with me. It is demanding, um, particularly as we go into production and workload generally is going to increase exponentially. Uh, so it's, listen, man, it's something I'll continue to work on. For the time being, you know, I take responsibility for uh, investor relations. But the reason I ask is because I think it's a really interesting point. You know, we, we've got a we've got a piece coming out in a couple of weeks, which is, you know, talking about Met Coal. That's what we're talking about here today, folks. Met Coal and its role in producing stainless steel. It doesn't happen. Stainless steel doesn't get produced without Met Coal. Okay. And if, without stainless steel, there's a whole bunch of stuff that everyday folks are not going to have every day uh, from phones, cars, trains, you, you, you name it. Okay. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound glib about it or patronizing about it, but in that sense, met coal is a critical mineral. It's not, not on most people's list as a critical mineral, but, but it is. And I think people need to start viewing it that way. And I think people like you need to start talking about it that way, because that is how important it is to the global economy. Um, yet, IR people in this industry don't understand that. Not all retail understand that. And that's fascinating to me. It says people aren't listening. High quality steel, which is blast furnace steel, not scrap metal steel, electric arc furnace, we're talking blast furnace, is inextricably linked to the battery mineral space. It cannot advance, it cannot proceed it cannot come to be without having high quality hard steel. So yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, you make a good point. I mean, I hadn't really, really thought of it in those terms other than when I just listened to you now. But um, they are indeed inextricably linked. Let's come back to you. Um, what what are the impediments to you actually delivering coal at port? come the end of um, end of May? Well, the supply chain is in place. Um, you know, as I said, mine refurbished, uh, workforce mobilised, equipment ready. Um, the underground entries have been opened. 
our, our staff have gone underground and are rehabilitating the underground workings. Um, rail is in place, port arrangements in place, sales and marketing has commenced. Um, what is the impediment? Um, as I sit here now, I can't see it, but um, I'm prepared for anything. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, it's it's really now about getting those spot cargoes moving, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, look, I appreciate the update. I'm glad things are moving ahead. And more importantly, I'm glad you got the, the right type of financing in place for you to allow you to do your work sort of unimpeded, unencumbered. Um, stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. I'm looking forward to your first transaction, your first sale into the marketplace um, and maybe the first of many. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.